This ain't Rocket Science People, episode 78. It's your boy, flying solo tonight. Um, missed y'all last week, but we back. What we talking about? What we talking about? All right, let's do a reset, all right? It's your boy, Tremaino, all right? Follow the Instagram page, y'all, for the podcast. I need y'all. T-A-R-S podcast, um, at T-R-S podcast on Instagram, um, me personally, I'm Mains World, Mains underscore World, Twitter, Mains underscore World. Um, I ain't said in a while, but y'all can call and text. Some of y'all do. Some of y'all play on the line. Some of y'all play on the phone. Some of y'all give me uh, criticism and feedback. Some of y'all tell me what y'all don't agree with and what y'all do agree with, and I appreciate it all. Text or call 215-275-4386. You feel me? So, you know, I appreciate y'all checking in and interacting with the show. We need that. All right. So, listen, this is what we're doing tonight. It's story time part one, all right? Um, before I get into all that, though, I got to let y'all know the trucker hats is in. Trucker hats are in. We got the red. We got the black, excuse me. We got the red right here. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? You feel me? How you want to do it? Snap back. One size fit all. You got the black. You know what I mean? However you want to do it. Um, me personally, I never like to wear the hat in the crew neck at the same time. I feel like a uniform worker, like a fucking uh, pizza delivery guy or something. But no, definitely get bang with us, man. We got the white crew necks in, black crew necks in, um, the trucker hats. And I don't want to hear all that. It's hot outside while you wear sweatshirts and hoodies. Listen, I wear sweatshirts and hoodies all year round. Airplanes, cold nights on the beach, rainy at the pool. You know, you know the vibes, as the kids say. You feel me? But th- that's where we at with it. Um, shit, you want a crew neck hat? Support the boy. Holla at me. They're around. You feel me? So like I said, I missed y'all last week. Um, so coming here today, I was like, what do I want to talk about? And you know me being me, I was checking in with my peoples. Um, I was on Facetime with my homie, and uh, she said, well, "What's on your heart?" And I said, "Man, that's a good question." So I uh, um. I had to talk to me, man. I had to ask me how did me feel. And um, that's pretty much how we got here today. So, like I said, man, this ain't rocket science, people. We're going to have a story time part one. And how I got to the, today's subject, um, like I said, she asked me what was on my heart. And um, just thinking over the last couple of weeks, it's graduation season. It's May. Um, shout out to everybody graduating. Shout out to um, class 2021. Um, shout out to my neighbor. She went on her prom the other day, straight drawing. Y'all was laughing because um, I posted that. I mean, if we're going to do all that, if we're going to do the, the send-off with the catering, if we're going to do the bar, I got to see a report card. You know what I'm saying? We had the $400,000 Rafe pull up. But shout out to her. She she definitely held it down correctly. But it's graduation season. Um, Last weekend, we went to dinner with the homies. Uh, shout out to me, Coke, Phil. Um, shout out to Brandon, who else came through? Bill, Mile. Shout out to Krista. Happy birthday to Krista. It was Krista's birthday, and the twins came through. So and that's kind of how we got here today. Long story short. So somewhere along in the conversation, um, we were talking about because we all went to Delaware State University, and we were talking about jobs fresh out of school. And uh by I think somebody asked, Well, did y'all get jobs right out of school? And of course, my answer was no. It took me uh damn near three years, it took me two and a half years to get my first job out of college and people 
that's how we going to start story time. So by it being graduation season, by it being May, it brought me back to 2008. One year before I graduated from Delaware State University, it was actually my son's mom. Shit, it was the week she was graduating. And um, me being me, I had nothing to do. I believe it was a Thursday. I believe it might have actually been the last regular night on campus. It might have actually been the last, it might have actually been the last night of finals um, before summer break. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit my drink and take my time with this story. Um, I'm going to turn J. Cole down because I don't want Spotify to hit on a boy. But I'm, I'm going to take my time with this one because I, I, I had to figure out, how did, why did it take me two and a half years to get my first job out of college? And it all started on one May evening in 2008. Shout out to my boy, Top. It was a regular night. I'm going to paint this picture. It was a regular night. 2008 Delaware State University. I was a young man with nothing to do that night. 17 years old, enjoying the May weather. And uh, I was actually hanging out with my man Top. <clears throat> I was hanging out with my man Top. And, and the funny thing about school and the funny thing about college and the funny thing about life in 20, 2008 is we used to do crazy stuff anyway. We didn't need no cameras. Of course, we didn't have any social media, you know. So we would just do stuff, uh, just to do stuff. And one thing I do remember from that night is uh, hanging out with Top, and I believe we were going to the late night calf. Um, anybody that been to the school, y'all already know about the late night calf in the Ville. It's um, it was open from like 10 p.m. to 2 p.m. I mean, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And uh, Top and I on our way, if I remember the story correctly, Top and I on our way to the to the midnight top and I on our way to the calf. Um, first thing we did was we saw a window open in the village. So the village was, um, just, a, just, just the regular apartments for, for students, for students to stay in. And the window we saw open happened to be my teammate, uh, shout out to my boy T parks. Right. So it was definitely the last night before the end of the school year, because my man T parks was from New York, uh, new Rochelle. That's his thing. He's always, he was always shot him out. So my man was from New Rochelle, New York, and he was packing up to go home. I mean, main man literally had all his bags packed in his room. So again, top of myself, just doing what we do. We decided to, to climb in this man window. He wasn't in the room. <laughs> Neither was his roommate. We decided to climb through this man windows and we just tore his whole room apart. Everything he had packed up for the summer, I took out his bags. I dumped it out. We threw stuff around his room. We did everything but steal it, right? <laughs> and then we set out of we sat outside of his room and waited for him to come back to his apartment. And when he got into his apartment, my man was so confused. He was just looking around, just like just just dumbfounded. Like he, he's wondering, like who would do this? They didn't steal anything. But who would just do all this? Like, basically, I took my time packing all this stuff up. Who would just go ahead, dump it all out? Like, I don't know. He'd probably rather somebody, you probably rather get robbed than somebody do all that and just dump it out. It's if you get robbed, it's gone. And you just figured, like, damn, somebody was hating. <laughs> but to do all that, dump it all out, leave all your stuff there, you got to start all over again. He probably was super salty about that. And I'm not even sure if, if, if Top and I um, ever even told T Parks that we did that. 
But anyway, I'm just picking the picture for the night. That has nothing to do with the situation. So after that, uh, Top and I decided to go get some eat. All right. So we go to eat. Now, anybody that's familiar with getting getting food on a college campus, you got to show you your ID. Right. So I walk into late night calf. Me being me. Of course, I didn't have my student ID. So me being at the school three and a half years, I had a great relationship with the cafeteria workers. Not only cafeteria workers, janitorial, anybody who could hook me up. You know, the janitors always had the locks. I always had the keys to the to the gym and all that good stuff. So anybody who can look out for the boy, I pretty much had a good relationship with, a good rapport with. So like I said, we enter the calf, top, me and top, we go to get uh we go to get our food. Now, I don't have my student ID. I believe Top didn't have his either. So here we are. We're late night calf. Now, I don't really believe in stealing. Now, I'll take something from somebody, but I don't believe in stealing. And people always say, well, Dan, what's the difference between stealing and taking? All right. Side note. To me, these are only my beliefs and only my thoughts. Stealing is, okay, I'm going to steal this remote. I'm going to put it under my shirt and, and, and sneak out of here. All right. To me, that's stealing. Now, taking, if you see this, I took it. I'm taking it. Or if you take something from somebody, I took it, do something about it. You understand what I'm saying? I, I just believe those are two different things. Stealing is like you're being sneaky. Taking is like, nigga, you know I got it. We're going to do something about it or we ain't. Okay. So here we are. We're in a calf. And like I said, I have a good relationship with these young ladies that work in the calf. I'm not about to go in here and steal. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a thief. You understand what I'm saying? So, and this isn't my first time in three years not having my ID. So, I go, I get what I always get. Got some fries, got a cheesesteak. You understand what I'm saying? Actually, I took two cheesesteaks because Top didn't have his ID, I think, as well. So, after I get what I'm going to get, I show it to the lady. I show it to the cafeteria worker. She nods her head. She says, it's okay. I'll go about my business. All right? So, I get to the room. Me, I think I'm in top room. I get the top room. We chilling, eating the cheesesteaks. I get a call from my man P Dot. Shout out to my man P Dot. I think P Dot been on the show. Um, Big Eagles fan. He was um, <laughs> he was on a couple episodes ago talking about the Eagles with me. I get a call from P Dot. Matter of fact, I'm tripping. This is 2008. I believe P Dot chirped me. Y'all already know the trick on the next tell. Like you, the police have your picture. They are walking around asking, has anybody seen you? I'm like, they got my picture asking if anybody seen me. He like, yeah. They said you stole a cheesesteak from the cafeteria. <laughs> Yo, main man told me the police, and we're not even talking campus police. We talking state police, Dover State Police, Delaware State Police, wherever the hell they are. So here I am enjoying my meal. Shout out to my boy P. Dot. He hit me up, let me know what's going on. He said the cops is looking for me. You know what? We were in my room. Because when Top heard that the police were looking for me, Top got the hell out of there. <laughs> Top got out of there like, like they were looking for me for murder. So I'm in the room. I'm like, man, 
they know where I'm at. What I look like running around, what I look like hiding about a cheese stick. I said, I'm in the room. I'm gonna finish my food. I'll be there when I'm done. I take my time, man. I finish my meal. I go down to the cafeteria. I'm like, what's up down here? Cafeteria lady saying, I stole the cheese stick. Now, I, when I got there, I understood what the deal was. When I took the cheese stick, I guess our supervisor, whoever it was, pressed her about me taking the cheese stick. And of course, to save her job, she says, I stole it. So I'm like, whatever. Y'all want me to y'all want me to pay for the cheese stick? The cops say to me, um, the cops say to me, well, you think if you steal from the mall, you can just go back and pay for it. I'm like, what? So I leave again. I go back to my room. I'm out of my business. Do you not know 20 minutes later, the police is banging on my door? <laughs> the police is banging on my door. Now, mind you, if I didn't live on the third floor, I might have jumped out the window. Do the race on them hoes. But listen, they banging on my door. I open the door. The four cops, they arrest me. They tell me to turn around, put my hands in handcuffs. They put me in cuffs. Again, this is pre-cell phone era. Everybody didn't have phones. Now I'm coming down the I'm coming down the elevator in my dorm, my dorm room, my, my building. I'm coming down the elevator. Everybody in the lobby must know the, the cops is walking from. After I left, they must have decided we're gonna lock his ass up. So I guess everybody seen everybody was already in the cab. So the police going from the cab to my room. When I come down this elevator, people out there with disposable cameras and uh what's the other the digital cameras where you said hook it up to the computer and, and, and get all your pictures off. So I come up the elevator, hand in handcuffs, people taking pictures, people laughing, I'm laughing, I'm smiling. I'm thinking this is all a game. Mind you, at this point, it's like one, it's like one o'clock in the morning. So they take me to the campus police station. They got your boy locked up. They got me locked up. Okay. I'm locked up to the bench in a trailer, which is our at the time a police station, because probably I think they were doing renovations on the uh on the on the old building or whatever. So now I still I'm thinking it's a game. This is back when the sidekick was rolling. I had a next tell that had a sidekick. So now I got my they didn't even check my pockets, pat me down or anything. I could have been strapped up or whatever. So these fools, I'm in the trailer. I'm still thinking it's a game. I'm a, I'm on the aim on the sidekick, texting on my teammates like yo, I'm locked up. I'm sending everybody a picture of my hands. Uh, you know, my hands fucking chained to the uh to the bench and, and everything like that. So, like I said, at the time, I'm still thinking this young is a game. Uh, next thing you know, they pull out the real squad car. You going downtown again? Whatever. This time they pat me down. They take my phone. They take everything from me. They throw it back in the cop car. Now I'm going to jail. Now it's two o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, and I'm talking to the judge. Now again, me not being knowledgeable with the system, I don't know no better. At this point, I'm like, listen, I took a cheese stick. Let me pay for it. I couldn't pay for it. So when they take me downtown to jail, again, I'm not realizing the severity of the situation. These fools say that, uh, so they ask me, you plead guilty or not guilty? Me not knowing the better what I say, I plead guilty. I'm thinking I'm going to plead guilty. I'm going to pay for the cheesesteak, whatever, whatever, and go about my business. That clearly was not the case.
So I get in front of the judge. I plead guilty at this point. They bang me for the cheesesteak. Pause. They charge me for the cheesesteak. They hit me with like restitution, court calls, boom, boom, boom. They pay all that. So, you know, at the time, you know, I thought I was big meat. That's back when I had the eBay business rolling. Uh, anything you wanted to buy, I sold on campus. You feel me? Everybody, you know, I, I could sell ants. Any, <laughs> anything I want to sell, I could sell. So long story short, the paper wasn't really the issue. So they took me downtown. I plead guilty. I pay for everything. I think I'm under paying two thousand dollars for this for this cheesesteak, the most expensive cheesesteak you ever eat. You feel me? So I pay the court costs. I pay everything. I pay restitution. I pay all that. These fools put me on probation for two years. Probation for two years, and even at the time, no, I'm sorry, they put me on probation for one year. They gave me one year probation. They assigned me a PO. And everything that goes along with it. Again, me being ignorant about the system and the situation, I didn't even realize how big of a deal that was. For the people that don't know and don't follow me, like I played college basketball at Delaware State University. I had to report to a PO. First of all, I had to stay in Dover the whole summer, which wasn't a problem anyway, because I, I normally stayed in Dover um, over the summertime to work out and just to have my own apartment anyway. So that, that really wasn't a big deal staying in Dover. But I had to call somebody anytime I wanted to go home to go to Philly. And then that August, we had uh, um, this happened in May. That August, we were leaving the country. We were going to Trinidad and Tobago to, uh, to play the national team, whatever. That was a whole process to be able to make that trip, too. Being that I was on probation, I wasn't supposed to leave the country. But um, again, I'm being pissed test. Anybody who know me, um, I don't smoke. At the time, I didn't even drink. I'm being pissed test. I'm having to call people anytime I want to I want to leave Dover. All of this over a cheesesteak. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, it, 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 it don't matter. And it don't matter because, like I said, by the time I graduate, which will be next year, I'll be on probation. Everything will be all good. So again, I'm spending the summer. I'm on probation. I'm reporting every couple of days. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do to um just to go along with the probation and, and to get it over with. You feel me? And honestly, at this point in time, again, uh, this is like the theme of the show. I still didn't know it was a big deal. So a year later comes, I graduate 2009. Shout out to everybody graduate 2009. And um, it was already the height of the recession, right? So I'm getting it. So it was already tough for a lot of people to find work. So I'm getting to the last... Um, part of each interview but not getting the job i mean i'm even getting part of the, I'm, I'm, I'm even getting past the last part of the interview like I'm, I'm getting i'm getting a hiring date i'm getting to the point where they just waiting to give me the, the actual start date right I, I don't already got hired they didn't i didn't already been interviewed but anytime it comes to a start date i'm never getting the call back and i'm i'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to realize what the hell is going on you feel me and when i reach out to them they don't hit me back and it took me a year to realize that on my record, I had theft for under $1,000 on my record. And nobody is hiring you if you have theft under, if you have theft on your record, period. If you have any kind of record, period, they're not hiring you. So it took me a year and some change to realize that. So I had to start the process of getting it pardoned. And for anybody who don't know what a pardon is, basically a pardon is you, you get a letter from the government 
um, pretty much saying uh, you're rehabilitated and uh, you're a changed man and um, you won't do it again and it lets you rock. You feel me? So that process took a year. So I had to reach out. I had to reach out. You actually get your court date. So I had to reach out to the, it's like a whole process. You fill that out. You tell them what went on. You go to your court date, and you uh, and, and you get a you get a pardon. And then the next step is expunged. But the kicker is when I got to my court date. Um, at this time, I was a father. Um, my son was born October of my senior year of college. So here I am. A year later, he's damn near about to turn one. And I'm explaining to the judge, like, I haven't been able to get a job because of this is on my record. I explained to them that it was over a cheese day. I explained to them that it was a misunderstanding because it really was. I never stole it. You, you feel me? But the lady didn't want to lose her job. Therefore, she said I stole it, which is understandable, which is still kind of corny if you ask me. Uh, anybody would pay you $4 an hour. But, um, man, they all laughed. The, the, the bailiff. The uh the state prosecutor, whoever it was, the judge, they they laughed and they and they honestly they, they apologized to me and pretty much said the system did me wrong. Um and and, and that's kind of what it was. I do feel like they kind of took advantage of me. Um but again, I, I I didn't know any better. Anybody, me being me, just trying to get it over with and just trying to accept uh responsibility for it, I thought just saying guilty and paying out of the straight where I I where honestly the first thing I should do was probably call my coach. And my coach would have told me um, what to do, you feel me, and, and how to roll. But anyway, so by going through that process with the uh, – by getting it pardoned, by getting it pardoned, I was able to get my first job. I mean, literally two weeks after that, I had an interview and was able to get my first job um, with, it, with it just pardoned. And then the next step after that was getting it expunged, which was getting it permanently um, taken off my record. So it, it just it's just funny how like where you end up where you are in life and you just realize like damn like two years out of job you got a kid you graduated college I could have like my life could have could have went any kind of way I mean we we all know people who when the paper gets short or you under that pressure like any way can go but who would have thought me just taking a cheesesteak would have put that type of stress and strain on my life like. But at the end of the day, I still laugh at it because it was definitely a learning experience. Um, I laugh at it because I laugh at everything. And also, just because I came out of it straight, like, it was what it was. The two years I was able to survive, because I'm not stupid. You feel me? Um, and I think at the end of the day, I'm a better person. Definitely be a smarter person. Um, but it's definitely something I think about every day where I think about, like, well, damn, where would I be at if I didn't have to fall back for two, for two years and, and figure out... Um, you know, how to get it to work. Um, but anyway, that, that story, that, that's my first story. I might, I might do this often. Anybody that sit down with me and rock with me, they know I like to tell stories. Um, but that's just one. Um, shout out to the homie Jay that was on my heart. Um, like I said, being that it's May, being that it's graduation season, seeing that everybody graduating college. And um, one thing I would take from that is... Um, you got to just think everything through, man. I play around a lot. I do a lot of shit. I do a lot of crazy shit, even to this day. And you just never know how the smallest thing might actually um, impact your life the most. But anyway, there you have it. Um, story time number one. Story time part one, I should say. 
This ain't Rocket Science. It's your boy, episode 78. Again, reach out to the podcast, man. TRS Podcast. Um, hit me up on Twitter, mains underscore world. Holler at me for the hats, the trucker hats, all pool vibes, man. I know how we rocking for the summer. Holler at me for the hats. Holler at me for the crew next. It's your boy. <laughs>